great edition of the Jersey Baseball Show for you today. We are uh, in our starting our holiday push between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and, uh, and the new year and want to get some important topics that, uh, that relate to all of us kind of off our chest and uh, out there and, you know, chance to, to talk about some big things, help everybody be their best selves as we head into 2022. So got a couple of special guests here. Um, we've got Eric Cartafalsa. Eric is uh, one of our pitchers, was a ACBL champ with the Trenton Generals, Mercer County Community College graduate, um, now uh, at Rowan University and uh, going to be part of our new South Jersey Kings franchise. Uh, Eric sure. was one of our top pitchers uh, last year. And uh, he and, and his friend Kyle Massey, um, Kyle are going to, uh, Eric and Kyle are going to talk to us about gratitude and positive thinking. And, uh, these guys are on here cause they were very instrumental in, in my mind switch. Um, you know, as we, uh, you know, really kind of needed to do some self-evaluation going to, uh, going to this NJ college baseball nation and hopefully making this platform to, uh, bring out the best of all you guys and, uh, do some great things moving forward. So welcome everybody. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Excited you for to be having here. us. Yeah, yeah, excited. Let's, let's, uh, grateful. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk gratitude. Let's talk positive thinking. Let's talk your stories and how we got here and, and, and how we helped uh, change my mind and, 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 you know, really kind of open things up and, you know, hopefully create something that's on the way to being something special for everybody. Eric, you are uh Let's well, give us your story and, and how we got to where we are, um, you know, from from Washington Township High School. We'll we'll spare everybody the first 18 years, um, you know, graduate in Washington Township and, and the, the journey from Mercer and, and some of Kyle's inspiration. And, uh, you know, let's get it going here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for having us again. Um, excited to be here. Excited to share these these words of wisdom, at least in my mind. But um yeah, man. Uh, can't tell you, can't tell you both how much you know positivity and optimism and, and gratitude, all those things. How much they've shaped my life in the the past two years. You know, once I really bought into those things. Um, yeah, graduated graduated from Washington Township High School. You know, both Kyle and I um, at Mercer. Had a really good experience there. Got to, you know, live on my own, learn about myself a little bit. Um, you know, started to also deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, being away from my friends and family for a long time, you know, kind of being in a new environment, didn't really fully know how to handle myself in those first two years. Um, it was, you know, definitely a roller coaster, a lot of ups and downs. Um, my performance on the field was always good, which is, you know, got me to where I am today with baseball, but, um, you know, up here, which is most important, lacked in some areas. And that definitely, you know, that definitely plays a part in your performance, probably the biggest part in your performance, which most people don't realize. But um, yeah, pretty much after my, after my, no, after my freshman year at Mercer, um, going into my summer, in my sophomore year, um, I'll say that was probably the low point in my life. Really, um, kind of didn't really feel like I had any, had any direction. Um, my my pitching started to go downhill at the end of the year. I started to get lit up a little bit. Um, Velo was going down, uh, strength went down, and my mental was going down. So it was it was a really tough time. And uh, for a couple months there, I felt lost for a lack of better terms. And I really didn't have any, you know, sense of direction, but um, just out of kind of nowhere on a whim, um, linked up with Kyle. We've, you know, we've always been friends through high school, but at this period in both of our lives, we weren't really, you know, talking much or very close. We kind of just fell off and just on a whim, kind of started hanging out with Kyle again, you know, linked him up with who I was hanging out with at the time and, and vice versa. And uh, we kind of just really started sitting in my backyard by the fire, the, the round table, yeah, as we call round it. round table. And we kind of mm -hmm. just started, Kyle kind of just started talking about these things that I've never really 
um, open myself up to and those things being, you know, positive thinking and, and optimism and, and gratitude. Um, so just through all of those talks, you know, it didn't take, it didn't take days. It took weeks and months of just months. hearing these things and, months. and, you know, applying them into my personal life. And it just, it just took all those, those talks and all that trial and error kind of just all came together at some point and something clicked in my mind and I was like wow I can be such a happier you know purpose-driven person if I just you know think this way if I if I take challenges and I make opportunities out of them that you know if I take bad situations you know take take the good in those things and and think about what I have, like this beautiful house, I, the, the clothes that I wear, the food that I get to eat, just be grateful for all of those things because most people take all of that for granted. It's, and it's really sad. Um, most people take what they have for granted, even the most simple things like running water. You know, you think about third world countries having to walk a mile or more for water, you know, whatever it may be really just, being grateful for all the things that we do have and, and learning to be a positive person has, has just completely changed my life for the better. And, and Kyle, I know you probably want to build off of that. So kind of just you know, <laughs> talk about, talk I'm about, <laughs> I know he's itching over there. He's itching, oh. but kind of just build off of that. Well, yeah, let's, uh, before you do that, Kyle, just give everybody, cause you do, you did play baseball, right? I mean, you did. Yeah, and, and still yeah, love it. And I know you came up to love. some of the uh, the Gens games last summer. Yeah, but, have like, to ha have to support. But but don't anymore. So so tell us. You know, I don't want to stop you from what you want to get 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 out here. But <laughs> a quick. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Your journey's pretty awesome too. Yeah. So um, really fast, I just want to say thank you, Mike, for um, getting in contact with me. I feel that like the power of social media is just crazy. And I feel that once you're able to um, get it going in the right way and you use it for the right things, like it's not a bad thing after all, like society thinks that social media and everything's like so detrimental to you and stuff like that, which it is if you allow it to control you. But uh, for example, me and Mike, we didn't even know one another. We just started following each other on Instagram. And that's just like the, uh, the beauty of it because we we just connected and we just supported one another and uh yeah so i just first off i just wanted to say thank you for um inviting me it's been an honor to see you're almost at like a thousand subscribers on youtube uh came a long way it's just crazy what uh consistency uh dedication and most importantly vision uh does to just any human being in the world so you're literally a living proof and before I say anything, I just wanted to just give my thanks to you because you're uh, you're a really good person and you provide a great platform for everyone else to become a better person. So um, enough nice stuff. That's that's. that's <laughs> yeah, no one ever wants to hear. No one ever. No one ever wants to hear any nice words. It's funny, right? Thank no you. one ever wants to hear it. Yeah, of course, man. Um, but to start, pretty much, uh, my name is Kyle Nasty. I am 21 years old and. I have an extreme passion for inspiring people to just become the best version of themselves with whatever it is. Um, I did play baseball as we discussed. And for so long, I thought that that was my, like my, my dream. Like, that's what I really wanted to do. I was convinced, you know, like I'm going to go pro, like I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to some big D one school. Like I, I don't care what anyone says. Um, but then my sophomore year of high school, uh, something hit me and it was just like, I don't feel the way that I feel for this anymore. And that took a lot. Like uh, it came to me and like, I just, I could just tell by like, uh, I wasn't, I was, I was giving my, I was giving my time and my attention to other things, uh, which is good. You know, like I was being honest with myself, but when I would like go to baseball practice or like when I would go to uh, the weight room for baseball or whatever, like I just, I just didn't get like that tingly feeling anymore. And um, I just knew that it was just like, I had to do something about it. And I didn't want to do something about it for the longest time because my grandfather invested so much time, so much money um, 
in me in in my baseball like he's been to every single game would keep a book of all you name it like he was there cart knows like he was crazy um and he was set on like me going to a big time school like making something happen and i just remember just like deciding i was like this is it like i don't think that i want to do this anymore like i gotta make the phone call uh and tell him and i called him and it was so hard telling him because it was like for 16, 17 years, that's all him and I knew that was like our bond and stuff like that. So it was sad. Um, he took it well. He said that he could like see that it was coming. Um, but like, he was happy that like, um, I'm moving in a different direction. So I stopped playing baseball. Um, baseball is the best sport in the world just to get that out there. I don't care. Anyone says baseball is the best sport that, that will never change. And as soon as I started playing baseball, I focused a lot on school. I was, um, I've always been like a hardworking kid. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily smart, but I have like an extreme hard work ethic. So I was taking like uh, all AP classes in school, like getting good grades um, and that sort of stuff. And I was convinced that I wanted to be a pediatrician. Like I wanted to be a doctor and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm dropping out. I'm, I'm um, stopping baseball. So that way I can become a doc, become a doctor. Uh, it won't be possible. It won't be possible anyways for me to play ball and then also go like medical school, you know, like just convincing myself these things. Yeah. So started focusing on education a whole lot. And then I remember my dream school was Pitt university of Pitt. And that's the school that I wanted to go for, for med school. Uh, I applied there, didn't get in, was crushed. And I was just like, wow, like stop playing baseball for this. I didn't get into this school. What am I going to do? And so I just was lost. I had no clue what to do. I didn't feel good about myself at all. Like I told all these people that I was going to go here, this and that it just didn't happen. Like, I'm like, damn, like my friends like, yo, why aren't you at Pitt? Like what happened? I'm like, oh man, like that's not a good feeling. And so I randomly, I don't know how I just was like, you know what? Like Stockton University seems like a good school. I'm just going to apply there. They could give me some money. It won't cost too much. So I apply there and I get in and I choose to go there. So I remember like the first day of like orientation or whatever it was, I was like sitting in front of like the, the computer screen and it just had like a list of like majors. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, wow, like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do because I realized after I didn't get into pit, like I was grateful that that happened because I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor because of the title. I didn't want to be a doctor to help people. Like I didn't have passion to like work like that. I wanted to be known as like a doctor. And so once I realized that I was chasing the title, I was set back again. So it was just like, like, like first base all over again. I was like, damn, like, what am I going to do? And so I just remember like just picking some random thing because I didn't even care. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just picked some random like marketing. Uh, I was like, oh, this is cool. And so I run with it. So I'm doing the thing. I'm just getting good grades, whatever. And I just remember just looking myself in the mirror, like the school bathroom, like after like showers and stuff and just like not liking how I look personally. Like I was not happy whatsoever. And I just remember I was like, I'm going to change this. I think that this is what I'm supposed to do. I think that I'm supposed to do something with the gym and something just told me that I don't, I, if you believe it or not, it's okay. But something just told me that that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to have as much fun as possible with this. And I'm just going to go for it. So started the gym, um, met up fortunately enough with one of my best friends in the world. His name's Jordan. Uh, we became training partners and, I fell in love with the transformation. I fell in love with the mental aspect. And then I did a, I ended up doing a, uh, a research paper on the gym. My, my uh, last semester, which was the last semester that I ever chose to go to school. Um, I did a research paper and it was on how uh, we create habits inside of the gym that can translate to outside of the world habits. And once I did that research paper, it, it opened my eyes up a lot. And I was like, wow, like I really learned so much just from being inside the gym. Like if you ever get behind us, like uh, you're, you're going to barbell squat and you have a lot of like 
you have a heavy load on your back, it's like, it's do or die. It's like, you're going to either go down, you're going to squat that weight or you're, you're going to fail. And I just started translating these habits that the gym was teaching me to life. And I just realized I was just like, okay, I feel the best ever when I'm doing this. Right. I've never felt anything like this. So I'm going to do this all the time. It just clicked with me. I was just like, wow, like this is what I've been missing for so long. Like I've never felt this way with baseball. And once I realized that I've never felt that way with baseball, I was like, wow, like this is how we're all supposed to feel. Like we're supposed to feel alive when we're doing the things that we love. Like you're just, you're just going with it. And ever since I just like realized that I've just been chasing that every single day. And it's been a beautiful journey with that. I've been able to discover a whole, whole, whole bunch of books, uh, like thinking grow rich, uh, the secret, uh, the alchemist. Um, I'm like, there's think like think like a monk by Jay Shetty. It's one of my favorite books. Also, Jay Shetty's amazing person. If no one has ever listened to him or anything, but uh, yeah, I've just things have just started unfolding ever since I started like doing more of what makes me happy, and that's all that I want to do. So that's pretty much what happened with me. I uh, once I realized that uh, I was just sitting in school one day, and I was like, okay, like I think that this is it. Like I'm just gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't think that me personally being in school is going to allow me to get to where I want to be with this. So once I decided that it was very hard again, um, my family, my friends, especially my grandfather, they were calling me crazy, nagging at me saying, Oh, you're, you're, you're going to be a bum. Uh, you're not going to be able to make anything happen without a degree. Uh, like, what are you crazy? Like you're throwing, you're throwing this away. Like you have so much going for you. Why are you doing this? And I just kept telling myself, I'm just like, I know, and that's all that matters. Like if they, like I'll be able to, like Cart's analogy, Cart always loves saying this. You can't push them, you pull them. Pull them. And that's yep. that's just what I've that's just what I've been doing with like my family and my friends, like my my best friend Cart. Uh, I was able to. He probably thought I was crazy. You know, like people probably think I'm crazy. Like what? Like it's not norm to drop out of school. Nor am I advising it. School is great if it's for you. Do it. um but it just wasn't for me personally and like just with what cart's saying like these talks that we had i was just able to pull him and just being able to show them like my perspective and some things that i've learned like throughout my journey um has just created like an unbreakable bond and i also just wanted to say really fast that based back off of what cart said i truly have seen him blossom like a flower this year. And it's really crazy because I remember always thinking like, this kid's very different. Uh, If you know Cart, like all of our friends joke about it, he's weird. He's very weird, but he's he's uniquely himself, which is all you can ask for. And I feel like he was suppressing that for so long, just based off of like the things that he was going through, like family members, past relationships uh, what people would think about him and stuff like that and he truly just became himself this year and he's just been blossoming ever since and it's been so amazing to see because like his baseball has been the best that it's been in my personal opinion like he's he's pitching great his mindset's always there he's the most focused on eating he's the most focused on the gym uh he's the most focused on his relationship with his girlfriend his relationship with his family uh once he just like accepted that accepted who he is for him, like everything just started working for that. So yeah, I also just wanted to say that becoming yourself goes a whole long way. Seriously. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, just to build off that a little bit and then Mike kind of want to go into how you kind of adopted this mindset, but um, just to build off what you said, Kyle. Yeah. I'm weird. And I'm not, you know, normal, normal. And I love that about myself. And that was definitely something that I suppressed for so long. Cause like, you know, you, you're in, you, when you're in high school, you know, you don't want to be that kid who's, you know, out, you can't, you you don't want to be that guy who's, you know, a weirdo or like not normal. 
And yeah, I let, you know, those societal boundaries, I guess we'll call them, affect me and suppress who I really was. But, you know, like Kyle said, over this year, this year, year and a half, like to hell with that. Like, no, I'm going to be the fullest version of myself. And it's not a coincidence that this is the best mental state I've ever been in, best physical state I've ever been in you know, best I've been pitching, like you said, and, you know, just everything is just going really well because I'm the fullest version of myself. You can't fake passion, man. No. You can't fake passion. Cart, I want you to, um, remember when we were at Sirius Park and we were having the talk about um, expectation? Yeah. And and how that related to your worst season compared yes. to your best season? You should, yes. you should, uh, you should talk about that and give that some some spread Absolutely. some light on that because I'm sure that there are some ball players that are listening to this podcast right now that probably have these crazy expectations for themselves and are probably just question. beating the beating themselves up so bad because it's not happening yet. Like, oh, why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't he called and, me? Why haven't I got signed yet? And things and and things that they can't control either. That's the other exactly. Key. You got exactly. guys can't you control got it. 50, you got sophomores who haven't been because it's so whack. This whole system is so wacky with like ninth graders getting verbal offers to college that if you see ninth graders getting verbal offers and you're a 10th grader and you haven't got one yet, well, why do I suck? It doesn't matter if I don't. Yeah, exactly. But now you feel some type of way that you suck. And that's obviously not going to lead to anything good. So I'm interested in hearing what you have to say here too, because it, it, it yeah, affects this is a, a lot. It affects a lot of people that I hear from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Expectations. um, You can't have them. I mean, you're supposed to expect the best from yourself. Like, obviously, you're supposed to expect yourself to play well. And you can't put a timestamp. You can't put a timestamp. You can't put, you know, a timestamp, like Kyle said, on, say, like, I wanted my sophomore, my, well, technically my COVID sophomore year at Mercer. I wanted to start having interest from pro teams because the, you know, my dream and my passion is to play major league baseball. And I know that's going to happen, but I wanted that to really start unfolding last year. You know, I had a big velo spike in the fall. I had a lot of really good D one interest. You know, I, I, I was up here, I was up here and I, I kind of expected things to start unfolding. And I, I, you know, I put, I set all these goals that I wanted to have, you know, happen that year, like it needed to happen that year. I needed to start talking to, you know, pro teams. I needed to, you know, possibly line a spot up in the draft. And man, like that just created such self-defeating thoughts. And, you know, that created a lot of pressure on myself because that didn't happen. And I had statistically the worst uh, season of my career. I finished with like a 5-2 ERA in the spring. You know, I, I pitched a lot better in the summer, but that's not, because not – right, Not right away. You didn't. Not right away. Yeah, not yeah. right away. But yeah. we were, I had we to were cut. Wishing, we were wishing for 5-2 that first month. Yeah, it was rough. That's what happens, it, man. It, it was rough, and it's yeah. because I put – I had so many expectations, and I put, you know, this time stamp on, you know, my success, but – you just have to let it unfold naturally and you have to trust your process because, you know, everyone's different. Like I'll admit a lot of what, you know, these expectations that I had for myself is because I, I would look at other kids, you know, look at other sophomores at junior colleges and they'd have draft interests, you know, PBR Juco. I'd see all these, you know, kids from Lackawanna and, you know, wherever it may be, you know, these absolute studs. And I'm like, why, you know, why am I not getting this interest yet? But everyone's process is different and you just have to learn to trust your own process. I think, I think what happens and, and I'm certainly guilty of it, not necessarily on the field anymore. Um, but is these expectations are created based on factors. We have no possible way of controlling None. versus None. creating expectations of, I will get into this habit of going to the weight room. I will yeah. get 1% better every day. And then those are realistic expectations because you can do something about them. You know, you Absolutely. could, you know, you, you know, 
you have these unrealistic expectations that like, okay, I hit four line drives. They were all caught. I went over four. I must suck. Well, you probably got better. You probably showed you got better, but again, you don't know how these downward cycles start. And once they start, it just weighs on you. But I think it's like from, from creating or having expectations on things that like, if you can't control them, that can't be your basis for, for having a expectation. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And that's why I always tell Cart, it's like, we have this conversation about uh, like that season. And it's just like, there's legitimately no wonder why he had that worst season ever because he's putting all of this stress on him. That doesn't need to happen. You go on the mound. You're, you're probably psyching yourself out. You're like, Oh man, like I was supposed to get drafted even before this, this, this day that I'm pitching right now. Like I have to throw my best no matter what right now. And it's just, just like Card said, like if you're not letting it unfold naturally, it's not yeah. fair to yourself, like at all. It's not fair. You you can have expectations. I personally think that we all should have expectations, and it's like if you believe in yourself and you believe in your vision, expect the best. Expect right. for it to happen. I I hate when people say uh, no expectations, no disappointments. No, no, miss me with that. That's that's not true at all. We should always expect the best because we want the best. So why not expect it? But with that being said, you can't put a timestamp on it. And I think that's where so many of us go wrong in life. And it's like, oh, by 25, I'm supposed to be able to buy my mom a car. I'm supposed to have this uh, six-figure um, six salary. I'm supposed to be moved out of state by now. And it's just like, there's no wonder why it hasn't happened yet because you're just you're, you're putting a timestamp on it. It has to be natural, you know? So that's, yeah. that's my point of view on that. And I, 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 you know, one thing that's always resonated or one thing I've, I, I liked when I first heard it and I was probably closer to your age when, when I did, but really has come into effect more and really helped kind of guide more is you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Mm, and yeah. I think, Card, for you, it's, it, it, it seems like your kind of change started over COVID and all the kind of downtime we, we had. Yep. And Kyle, yep. I, I mean, probably before that, but but still, you know, there there are always things that, that hit us as challenges yep. or, or obstacles. And, and we tend to, and I... Card will tell you, I certainly do right away make it seem like it's just, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And yeah. It's always you take that step back and you figure it out. And you just always you know, have to take a step back. Yeah. Have to take a step back. Always just there's need to re thing, regroup. Steve Harvey says there's one thing that's the only thing that's certain if you quit is that it's not going to happen. Right. That's, that's for sure. Like it's guaranteed. If you quit and you give up on yourself, there's no way that you're going to be able to make your, your dream or your goal come true. But if you keep going, you, you got a pretty good chance. I, I mean, you got a better chance than that. So, I mean, shit, like I might as well just keep going because at least I know that it's not for certain that I'm going to fail, you know? And that's okay. one thing that I keep telling myself every day too, which is, which is really good. But, but finding a different path sometimes is, you know, you got to always make sure you're open-minded enough to, uh, and honest with yourself doesn't mean you give up what you want. It just, you got to think about what the right way is to get there. Yeah. That's um, when we stumble across like adversity and tough situations, those are, in my opinion, like the universe is just throwing something at us and it's like, okay, like if you can get through this, I'll show you, I'll take you places that you've never been before, but we get, it's like a video game, you know, like you got to beat the boss. Like you got to, you got to get, you got to always get to the next level. And so when you're, we're supposed to be throwing these hurdles because we say we want it so bad and we want this, this dream, this thing to happen. So it's like, okay, like prove it to me. Like I'm going to throw every single possible bad situation in your face. And if you overcome and you learn from it and you become optimistic and you, take these things uh, for the right reason, then yeah, like I'll, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. And that's how I pretty much go about my everyday life. I just think that there's just things, it's, I just think that it's just a video game. I just think that you just have to constantly just beat like the boss and there's just someone just trying to stop you from getting to where you want to be. 
<clears throat> one of the guests that I was lucky to have on earlier in the year was uh, Jesse Cole, who is the owner of the Savannah Bananas. Um, oh, that podcast was great. <laughs> that was a good one. That was, that a, was a great podcast. And, and, and he, you know, he's the guy who wears the yellow, t- literally his wardrobe is uh, seven yellow tuxes in the, uh, in his yeah. closet, which is, which has got to be great for like thinking, you don't really have to think about what you're going to wear, but yeah, you, you just know, do his, it. His whole theory is, is find your yellow tux. And, and it's, it's funny how people, you know, just some people won't, don't get that. And they, they ask, well, what, what color tux are you going to wear when you interview them? And, and like, that's not it people. That's, that's not yeah. what he's trying to say. It's, it's, it's not just, it you know, find your one thing, let it guide you and, and, and let your why kind of determine everything about what you're going to do and why you do it and how you do it. And I think that's really helped crystallize a lot for me in that, you know, this, this, what I want this platform to be for, for, you know, New Jersey baseball players, you know, whether they're high school or college, um, but, you know, that concept of, of finding your yellow tux, basically, passion goes places, to put it in that. Yeah, in that passion goes places, baby. Why That's don't you right. guys both tell me what that means to you and how that concept, because I know it's changed both of your lives. Yeah, uh, man. You know, it, it certainly changed mine, you know, going from a perfectly average, mediocre job to, to taking a, a chance here, obviously. But I feel like if necessary, I can always go back to mediocre if I have to, but. Yeah, you to. won't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. No, <laughs> not not in the question. So, so yeah. what does that mean? What is that? You know, whether you want to call it find your yellow tux, whether you want to call it passion goes places, what does that mean to each of you? Yeah, I'll start this off. So, find your yellow tux, passion goes places. These things are really important to me. Um, I think passion is probably my favorite. Probably no, passion is my favorite word. Definitely, passion is my favorite word. I constantly think about it I constantly say it um I think that it means you just have to take a risk you know like if you really enjoy doing something you need to continue doing it um like especially with that guy like I could I remember on the podcast he said that he had like he had like no money to his name um he was, he was on about a mattress. To, sleeping on a mattress, like down in the dumps, man. But he just kept believing in himself. And that's just pretty much what it means. Like if you, if you keep believing in yourself and you just keep going, whatever you want to happen, is just going to happen. And yeah, that was, that was really inspirational. I think that he spoke really well on that podcast. And I actually learned a lot from that guy. I had no clue who he was uh, until I heard it too, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, Carl, do you want to like, do you want to say what it means to you? Absolutely. Um, you know, that's like your mantra passion goes places. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, that's, that's, that's your that's, thing. That's a mantra, man. Yeah. And, and like before I had this mindset that I do now, you know, it was kind of just three words that, you know, they're just three words, passion goes places. But when you begin to think a certain way, you know, you realize what those three words mean. Passion goes yeah. places. So like everyone in this world, I don't care who you are. Everyone has a passion. Everyone has something that they love to do. And, you know, or some people have more than one thing, you know, I'm passionate about a lot of things, you know, baseball though is my number one passion. There's, you know, there's nothing that I enjoy doing more than that. I mean, fishing. the fishing. Yeah. I love fishing, fishing but yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when I have a 10 pound bass on my line, it's not the same as, you know, when I'm striking out 10 guys a game, it's not the same feeling. I don't know. Cause you never had a 10 pound bass on your line before. <laughs> Come on. You know, that <laughs> not yet. You know, that's, you know, what do you think about it? It's, it's not as good. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, to, but to piggyback off of what Cart's saying is I think that, I think passion goes places. I think that means to, I think it means to do whatever you want to do. If money or stress was not a factor, that's what I think that it means to a T like there's a lot of people right now that are confused on. They're like, okay, like how do I find my passion? Like, how can this take me somewhere? I'm confused. I don't know what to do. And I think 
the best way to put it is you need to try as many things as possible in life. You can't just only allow yourself to be limited. You have to step outside your comfort zone. You have to, you've, you've never fished before. Go fishing. Why not? Like, at least you tried it, you know, like have the motto, like I'm going to do this if it's not what I like to do. Okay. At least I tried it, but it might be your next favorite thing. You never know until you try it, And that's for sure. So there's a lot of people out here that are lost and they're trying to find like their place. I would, um, I would ask yourself the question of what would you do if money didn't mean anything at, for example, like if you, if you respond by saying, I love poetry, I love writing a lot. Um, I love making music, uh, you know, like, okay, do that, do that a lot. If that makes you feel good, do that a lot. Do that as much as you possibly can. Don't come back at me and say, well, they don't really make too much money. Okay. But guess what? If you work on that every single day and you become the best poet in the world naturally, because that's just what you love to do, which should just happen. Money won't even be an issue because you'll be the best in the world. Plus, like, in my opinion, I think that when you're doing what you are meant to do, money just comes to you. That's what right. I tell myself. Or, like, Or you'll find another path that does, right? Like yep, if, exa if, exactly. If your answer to that is, I want to travel down to Australia and, you know, go snorkel at the Great Barrier Reef. Um, maybe I can't do that yet, but maybe it puts me in the mind of, well, let me go down the shore a little more often, or maybe yeah. uh, I want to travel somewhere where I can travel. And then you start living and doing more, you know, and, yeah. and you find what you, you know, it doesn't mean you've got to make that trip today. It means you've got to readjust to do That's things right. that you like to, to do and gets you, gets you going, you know, and, and then you find your path. That's right. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people, if anyone's listening to this, if there's one book that I could definitely recommend, I think The Secret would help a lot of people. Uh, Mike, you read it, right? Yep. Yep. Cart, Cart read The Secret. I read The Secret. I think that book, that was a huge turning point in my life. It talks a lot about manifestation, visualization, uh, the power of positive thinking. And I've implemented so many things from that book. Yeah. And I think people screw, you know, bastardize that interpretation too to 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 just kind of be negative. Definitely. Like, what does that Definitely. mean? You're not gonna get sick or you're not gonna get Definitely. You know, whatever. It doesn't mean that. It means you know, if it, it, it a it means if you are in the right frame of mind to to fight those things, it's a different fight than if you're not. And right. and B, you know, everything if you're if you're I mean your mind's the most powerful muscle you got. If if you if you can actually conceive of doing something it exists that it can be done. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. may right. not end up being the person to do it, but the That's fact right. that it can't be done is not a valid reason. You just That's didn't right. get it done. We are always co-creating our reality. Always. Every single day we're co-creating our reality. Whatever we want to happen, it just happens. It's like, for example, like say you start off your morning and something bad happens to you, you get put in the mindset like, oh, great, like, my day just started and this is what happened. This is what's happening. Like, mm -hmm. okay. So you're in that mindset. You, you say you're driving to the grocery store. Someone's going to cut you off and they're going to make you mad because you're in that mindset. It's just going to continuously start happening. Things are just going to, events are just going to make the day worse for you. But if you wake up with the mindset, like it's all about how you react after that situation. If yeah. you wake up in the morning and that thing happens to you, you're like, okay, this happened to me, but I'm not going to let this affect my day you're going to be fine, you know? And like, that's, that's another thing that that book has taught me like immensely. That book is really good in terms of that. Cart, you deal with that a lot as a pitcher, I'm sure. So let's, uh, you know, let's, let's, yeah, I'm sure this it, for a second. you know, you're out there and a little yeah. first batter of the game hits a, uh, a ground ball right through the shortstop's legs or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's a uh, batter. Whew. Yeah, I, I never I never. dealt with that one all too much. But um, yeah, it probably the most that happens, especially as a pitcher, because I mean, the mantra that I always go by is just control what you can control. And as long as you're doing that, I mean, yeah, you're gonna let up a lot of 
bloop base hits, a lot of dying, you know, a lot of dying quails, as they call it in Bull Durham. A lot of, you know, seeing eye singles, or you're going to hit a lot of batters. I mean, that stuff, that stuff just happens naturally. That, you know, that comes with the territory of, you know, picking up a baseball and throwing it 60 feet, six inches. I mean, that's what I signed up to do. That, that's, that's my passion. So those things, they're going to happen. Do, you know, have I let them bother me in the past? Hell yeah. Have I let them taken me out of a game mentally? Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, but that's all part of the learning process. I mean, you know, there's so many young pitchers out there who have such good talent, you know, throwing 90 plus at 17 years old, like probably the most talented that baseball's ever been, or definitely the most talented. And you see on social media them, you know, lighting up the radar gun, but you don't always see how they react to certain situations like letting up a ground ball single that, you know, through the mm. hole, some, some BS hit, you know, you don't see how you, how they react to that. So, I mean, it just, you know, as Kyle was saying, if you, you know, that stuff just snowballs, you know, if you, if you let up one of those hits and you get upset about it, you know, oh, why did this, why did this happen to me? Then your shortstop's going to make an error on his that's next right. play. It's just, that's right. It's just how it works. That's just how it works. That's the same thing with like, I can even, I can even attest to this because I was a shortstop and I remember my worst season that I've ever had was when I never wanted the ball to be hit to me. And I I was afraid to be in that infield, literally afraid because I was like, I was having these thoughts, like things weren't even happening yet. Like the pitchers, like still warming up. I'm just like, man, I really hope this, this ball doesn't come to me. I, I really... Sure thing enough, he throws right down the middle. I get a seed hit right at me. I make an error. I'm just like, oh, God damn it. And you keep going. You're like, I, I really hope that this next one doesn't come back to me. Yeah. Boom, that ball is coming back to you even harder. And you just can't think like that. And I also remember that the most fun times that I've ever had was when I was just excited. I was like, yo, I, I'm going to make a diving play right now. I don't care. Uh, like I, any ball hits to me, I don't care how hard it is. I'm, I'll let it hit my face. Like I don't care. This ball is not going past me. And once you have that confidence and like you, you, you use it, you can really use that stuff to your advantage. And if I still played baseball, I would definitely use that like analogy all the time. So I hope a lot of baseball players are doing that stuff. Like want to make that next play, like make sure that you always want to be that guy. That's like turning the double play. You want to be the guy that's closing, you know, that stuff's huge. I feel like yeah. one that I've used before, um, and it's always better when I remember what I say, um, but success isn't linear. And that's one that I think is important. And I think I'll ask you both to kind of speak on it. You know, Cart, certainly you, the velocity growth is not linear. No, um, it is not. And, and, and certainly, you know, Kyle, the hard work in the weight room, and I think and it was explained to me finally after a while that, you know, it's such a simple quote, but it, it's not linear. It's not, you know, day one and day two and day three, you don't get the same improvement. It's really almost more like compounding. You know, you do have yep. 1% better every day. Well, instead of a straight line curve, it's kind of more of a parabola where you got that like little deficit in the beginning. Um, yep. But once you do it for long enough, it just takes off. And, yep. but the problem is that kind of that deficit in the beginning is what knocks a lot of people out of it. Like I didn't get jacked up in one week. I'm not going to the gym anymore. or, yeah, that's what happens. Screw this program. I'm not going to stay on my plyo program because yeah. I'm not throwing harder than I was three days ago, but it's like, so, yeah. so I guess success isn't linear as it pertains to both of you. What, what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, with baseball, with pitching, especially, um, yeah, that stuff does not come linear, especially the velocity. I mean, there's a lot of really genetically gifted kids out there who just throw hard naturally. And I wish I was one of them, but I'm, I'm not. And, um, for me, I was, I was born, I, I grew up, I was naturally really skinny. So I had to put on a bunch of weight. I had to modify my throwing, you know, clean up my mechanics and 
like I mentioned earlier in the podcast last fall had a really big velo jump, you know, upper rates touching 90, 91. And, you know, that's when all those really, you know, put me on the pedestal, all those draft thoughts, all those, you know, pro thoughts came to me. And that's when I put a timestamp on everything. And then it kind of just went downhill, like in the winter, it was down a tick late winter down even more spring plummet just wow. terrible like worse you know worse i've been pitching worse my mental state was and summer kind of just creeped up a little bit same with this fall kind of just stayed there but you know i always let my velocity discourage me i've done it my whole entire pitching career you know if it didn't matter if I went in through seven shutout innings. If I was 79 to 82, I would, I'd be unhappy, which is, you know, completely crazy to think about now, given, you know, the mindset that I've adopted, but that's just how it worked. And that's how it works with so many kids. And like, whoever is listening to this, if there's any pitchers out there, you know, who have the same dreams and aspirations that I do of playing in the major leagues and need to throw harder, just, trust your process it like I cannot stress enough how important what we are talking about is you know and how much this pertains to pitching in 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 particular because it is not linear you know you are going to have peaks and valleys and you just you need to stay with your process and just know that it's going to happen you can't get discouraged yeah that was beautifully said man I think that success is defined by like continuously going when there's nothing left in the tank. Like after you've gotten kicked down, after you've gotten your knees scraped up, after you started crying, like after the lowest of the lowest, like if you just keep going, like that's true success. And that's, that takes courage. That takes a lot out of someone. I can, I can vouch for myself. Um, I can't in terms of baseball, but I can in terms of like the gym and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Personally, I, I remember being like my, my most insecure and I was just wishing for these things to happen. I was just like, why am I not gaining this weight? Like I, I need to be, I should be weighing this by now. Like I should be looking like this. Like I'm putting in all this effort. Why isn't something happening to me? And just like with cart season, like, yeah, the worst season, like I pretty much would have like the worst gym sessions. I wouldn't be able to get stronger. I wouldn't be able to eat my meals and that stuff really takes a toll on you. And you, you have to be able to experience those lows to, to get to the high. Like personally, like last night I, I stepped on, I stepped on the scale and I was, I was 192 and never in my life have I ever weighed that much. Like I, like cart can attest, like I was always the same with him. Like very skinny, very insecure. I would always wear hoodies, but I just kept believing in myself. I'm like, you know what? Like I have this goal of stepping on stage because I, I bodybuild. That's something that like, uh, is my passion. I, I, I love bodybuilding and like competing in that aspect. I am still a competitor. So I have to gain weight. Like right now I'm in like the, the improvement season. So I have to gain weight. I have to gain strength. I have to make sure that my recovery is on point. And it's just been going the best that it's ever gone. Like I never really thought that I could ever gain this weight, but every single day I just wake up and I just tell myself like car and all my friends, I'll be, I'll be juiced up in the group chat or something like that. I'm just like, I'm going to get to 200 pounds. I don't care. Like, like I I don't care what I have to eat. Like I'm just eating everything. Like I'll go into the gym. I'm like, it's a bad day to be a a dumbbell. Like like it's a really (laughs) bad day to be a dumbbell because I'm walking in and I think we got to include some screenshots with this uh, this podcast. This is why we we do these things like, uh, and then edit them later, of course. Yeah. And, and, and that mindset shift is so powerful because I just never in my life thought that I could be where I am right now. And it's all just because I just started doing it and I just didn't give up. That's all that I did. Like if I was ever in a slump, if I was ever in a plateau, like with the gym, I would get discouraged and I just wouldn't keep going. But then I learned that I need to, I, I need to change my like perception. I need to have like a little shift 
And I just started using like those bad gyms, gym sessions as like uh, positive. I'm like, you know what? Like tomorrow's a new day. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be much better. It's probably because I didn't get um, all of my food in today. And tomorrow I'm going to for sure make sure that I eat all my food so that that way when I go to the gym, I'm going to be able to be stronger. And yeah, that stuff, that stuff is going a long, long way for me. And I know it, it has with card too, like, especially with baseball and his shift in that. I want to hit gratitude here for a second. Um, I'm weird too, just like cart. Well, not just like cart. I'm weird in, in, in my own special weird way, but I, I've got this theory now that like, you see after Halloween, like the second Halloween's over, everybody's throwing up their Christmas stuff, which is cool. I yeah. mean, not as cool for me being Jewish and all, <laughs> but it's still like cool in general. And it's a cool time of year and I love it. And, 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 and Hannah loves looking at Christmas lights and things like that. But I feel like we, we generalizing America skip over Thanksgiving other than ah, Turkey and football. But we don't, but like, there's no, nobody, you know, there's no big old Thanksgiving rush. There's big, no, like the meaning of it and, and the giving gratitude. What's the meaning? What's the, it's probably the most meaningful holiday. Right. And it's the one that we just skip right over and get right to, uh, you know, sit on Santa's lap. on like, so true. So So true. So what has gratitude and, and, and embracing the concept of being thankful and, you know, understanding like, like the mindset that puts you in to, to really embrace what you have and, and live to your fullest. What has that meant for, for both of you guys? And, you know, how has that helped change from, you know, what you've considered like your darkest times? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak first on this. Uh, gratitude to me is everything. Uh, it's the first thing that I think about when I wake up. I've gotten myself to to ha- make that a habit. Like, that's the first thing. I literally just wake up, and as soon as I get out of my bed, I'm just like, thank you. Like, seriously, like, thank you for another day to be alive. And that goes with my journal. And, like, that's one of the first things that I always write, too, is, like, my gratitude section. And I don't take it lightly. Like, I, I'll write out, like, all the things that I'm grateful for. Like, I'm grateful for my family, like, my health, um, grateful for my vision, uh, grateful for all, like, always believing in myself. And, yeah, I think, I think gratitude goes a long, long way. And it's sad that a lot of people don't think about it a lot because it's the center of everything mm-hmm. once you feel like grateful just for life that's when everything just becomes so much better like the, it could always be worse always like especially like when i'm at the gym sometimes like i'll see a guy and he actually goes to my gym he only has like one leg and he's still he's still there and i'm just i always just like i find myself looking at him it's not not good to do that but i'm just like wow like i'm so grateful that like i i am able like i have two legs right now like, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do these movements. I'm able to walk. I'm able to run. Like, I see this guy. He's a warrior. He's, he's, he's doing, like, sprints, and he only has one leg. I'm just like, that stuff just really hits me. It's like, wow, like, people really just take the littlest things for granted. And also, Cart and my friend group, we actually just did a Friendsgiving. And it's been something that I've always wanted to do with, like, uh, my friends and I feel like we can talk about that because before eating we all took a a good amount of time for all of us just to have our own moment to talk and say everything that we're grateful for and there's this um so we have our friend group and then there's also this kid named Robbie so I work at a restaurant it's a restaurant in Haddonfield and there's this guy, his name is Robbie. He's a special needs uh, person. He has autism. And he was just coming around to every restaurant. He was just applying to like every store, like every place. And he came into our restaurant at one day and like had a piece of paper and he just wrote down. He's like, I really, really, really want this job. Like I'm a really hard worker. I do janitorial stuff. I like, I'll do whatever it is to, to take, oh, I'll do whatever it takes to get this job. And then he just like left. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, we need to hire this guy. Like 
this guy is awesome. Like he, he will be a great fit to our restaurant. And of course, like, like the restaurant that I work at, it's a, it's a five-star restaurant. So who we hire, we don't like, it's not taken lightly. It's there. It's, it's a really, really, really high up end restaurant. I come with a free plug here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, two, Scuccina, Haddonfield, but that's my home. Um, but anyways, so we hired this guy and he has been the light of my life for the past like seven months. He has taught me so many things like patience. He, he's taught me just to be happy. Like he's just so happy. He's a busser. He was a dishwasher. So we, we, we uh, hired him and he didn't want to dishwash anymore because it's hard. Being a dishwasher is hard and his hands were hurting. And he kept on saying, like, he wants to be a busser. I want to be a busser. And we're just like, oh, like, that's kind of like a risk. I don't know if we should do that. But I was just like, I, I was like, I believe in this guy. I really think that he can do this. And we gave him the opportunity to become a, a busser. And he was so grateful for it. Like, that's that's what he wakes up every single day. He's just excited to, to pour people the water. He's just excited to clear people the plates, like, he lives for that and he's just so grateful that he has a job because especially with someone like someone who, who has uh, special needs like that, it's very hard for them to get a job. So to be able to get an actual job, he's so grateful for. So anyways, we, we, I became best friends with this guy, like literally one of my best friends. And I brought him to our friends and I, I was like, I, would you want to come to our friends giving? Like we're doing a friends giving. And he was like, yeah, I love to, like, I love to. And he loves baking. So like, wow, well, I told him like to bake something. So he, he baked something, he came and we all gathered along. We were all there, all of us, uh, Card, his girlfriend, all of our friends, Robbie. And Robbie sat at the, the head of the table and we were doing a toast. He wanted to make a toast. And I seriously almost started crying because his toast was just so powerful. He was just like, I'm so thankful for you guys. This is my first Friendsgiving ever. Um, you guys are really you guys are really special to me and you guys take like such good care of me. And I, I call you guys, my family. And it just, it just crazy. Just like how much just being with your friends and just being with your family, like we all just take those things for granted, but just to have him talk and give that toast, it just really put things into perspective for me. I'm just so, so grateful that I was able to meet him and then experience uh, such a good time with uh, all of our friends and him and be able to uh, have him along with that. So I wanted to, def I wanted to share that uh, moment with you guys. Cause that was really special. Yeah, that was amazing. That was a great night, by the way, Friendsgiving. That was awesome. But um, <clears throat> yeah, man, uh, gratitude literally is everything. Um, everything in this life just comes back to gratitude and I'm a firm believer that when you become grateful in what you have, you know, whether it's your, you know, if you're not in the best financial situation, if you're grateful for the money you do have, if you don't live in the nicest house, be grateful for the house that you do have because you have a house. Like when you're grateful for those things, you receive more, like more good Always. comes to you because, you know, when you have a bad when you have a negative mindset about what you have, like if somebody lived in, you know, a bad house and they were like, Oh, I hate this house. Like this place sucks. I want to get out of here. You're going to continue being stuck in that situation until you learn to be grateful for what you have, you know, because your mind, so true. your mind can't create anything else. You know, your mind can't create anything else when you have such a negative, you know, um, restrictive and if, outlook yeah and if something does happen you will never perceive it that way exactly never exactly never exactly so i'm i'm big on the gratitude uh, you know i keep my daily journal too you know i have my gratitude we all do that collectively as a friend group which is awesome and um you know i know Kyle and I we always go on these walks every Monday and Wednesday because I'm up for my you know lifts at Rowan and then he wakes up early so we just go walk and, and talk about what we're grateful for and like people need to do more of that you know I, I really think that you know 
if you're listening to this and you have, you know, a friend group, you know, people that you're really tight with, start doing these things together, start taking walks in nature and talking about what you're grateful for and, or keeping a journal because those things just, those things just make you feel so good. And then when you yep. like, you know, I, I know whenever I leave after we have those, you know, sessions, I feel great. I have an, I have a great day. I'm like, wow. Like I just got to talk about what I'm grateful for with one of my best friends. And like, I feel amazing. And like, I go home and I'm like, thank you for all of this. Like, I, yeah. I love this place. Like, I'm so yeah, happy man. that I have all of this and it's just, oh. yeah. it's just, yeah, it's no, indescribable, but people uh, need to yeah, start man. doing more of that stuff. It's the little things, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally just going. Like, it's on the a most walk. simple thing. It's the <laughs> most simple thing. Uh, it's so special too because every time, like, we'll always like talk, and then like I, I know that I'll always like catch myself, and I'll just like look at one of my friends, and I'll just like be like, "Yo, like, I'm really grateful for you." Like, I say that to Carl a lot. Like, I'll just look him in his eye, and like, I mean that. Like, I I've been able to like acquire that like just love and just like abundance just for just so thankful for it like especially these talks with cart like have have changed my life in so many ways it sounds so simple but you got to go out if you have friends use them to your advantage if you have people that are like you people that like the same things that you do go hang out with them more if there's people that you aspire to be like that's what I've always been trying to do my entire life. Just surround myself around people that I want to be like, and we can do that. Like we're allowed to do that. So you gotta, if you guys are have friends or family members that, you know, relate to you, or maybe not even relate to you that, like, you know, that you can hang out with and do these things. It goes a very, very, very long way. And I know it's just something like a walk, but especially at the start of your day, it goes a very long way. And personally in my car, um, cause I'm always on the go. So I have a gratitude rock and the secret talks about that. Uh, I have one uh, in my room and I also have one in my car and whenever I'm driving, I'll always just hold on to that rock and I'll just think of all the things that I am grateful for. I am thankful for. And people probably are like, Oh, like that's stupid. Like it's just a rock, but I've, I've built like a, a, a connection with it. You know, like every time I touch that rock, I'm like, I just feel like very good. I feel happy. It's like, I'm, I'm so like grateful. All the things that I'm thankful for, it's just like literally in this rock and I just touch it. It's so simple, but the secret talks about that too. So if you guys are trying to become more grateful, it's all awareness. Yeah, that, that, that's why that rock is there. It's just for me to be aware that yep. I am grateful. Uh, it's just uh, a, a representation of something. Every time I go in my car and I look at the rock, it immediately draws my attention to just gratitude. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much what the rock is for. Lift each other up. That's what our friends are for, right? Let's yeah. uh, let's finish it with some final uh, final thought here from each of you, because um, we could do this for a lot more than an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could we could we 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 could be on here forever. Yeah, Cart. let's uh, you know, Cart, you're uh, you know whatever. I'll leave an open mic here for your final thought. Yeah, I mean, to whoever's listening out there and to, you know, to both of you, I'm, I'm, extreme, I'm extremely grateful to have, you know, both you in my life. I'm extremely grateful for whoever's taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I'm grateful for um, the message that we shared here because it's something that people need to hear. Um, if you're ever going through anything, just... To, um, what's the word devote time to your your mental health devote time to bettering yourself um it goes a long way it seems really silly at first some of the stuff but it goes a long way and it'll change your life Kyle. so true uh yeah i also just want to give my utmost thanks to um anyone that has taken the time to listen to this i really do think that if you made it thus far that there's a lot of things that if you take and then you actually implement these things and these words that we're saying into your life I think that you could become a higher better version of yourself so um try to be nicer to yourself 
give yourself a high five in the mirror. Uh, look yourself in the eye and say, like, I am proud. Like, you have come a far way. Uh, I know that there's a lot more to come, but I am proud of, of me. I feel like that's something that people don't do. I honestly don't know. And I, I mean, besides like some of my friends, I really don't think that that's a common thing. We're always so hard on ourselves, which is not right. Like we work so hard. So it's only, we compliment our friends, but we don't compliment ourselves. You know, like being nice to yourself really does go far away. And I can be the first one to attest to that. So if you have never looked yourself in the mirror and like just giving yourself a high five, just go and do it. It, it sounds, it sounds weird, but just, just, just go and do it. Yeah. Thanks guys. Love you both. Thank you yeah. for uh, changing my life sure. positively. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can do that for others and open up a platform here with, with all of this to do that. Just uh, yeah, the man. beginning. Yes, next sir. time real quick. Next time uh, we're on here, it's going to be my podcast. Just got to put that out there. Love into, it for uh, sure. Into the world real quick. Thank you guys. Yeah. I had a great time and I hope all you guys have a, uh, have a great rest of your day. I mean, I got to start answering questions one of these times. That's tough. <laughs> Appreciate it guys. Kyle Massey, yeah. Eric Carter Paulson, you guys are the best. Thank you all for, for watching. All and, uh, we'll be Thank back you. soon on the Jersey baseball show. Let's go. Road to 1K subscribers, baby. Let's go.